Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And rest assured, Nicolas Cage, just as you will never retire from acting, I too will never retire from watching you act. <laughs> A little tit for tat. Yeah, well, there will always be at least two people out there willing to watch the most insane movies that you decide to be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest of the world is just playing checkers. <laughs> Me and Cage, we're playing chess. 117 films, supposedly. That's how many movies he's been in? Yeah. Honestly, I expected more. Yeah, kind of. To make, <laughs> it's like a number of like, it's not like it could be really high or really low. Yeah. Given it's Nicolas Cage. It's like he's, he's around forever. Yeah. He's eternal. Yeah, he is. Surprised he's not in the Eternals. Or, yeah. Okay. That's better than what I was going to go with. I was going to make up a movie called The Eternal Cage or something. Yeah. Turns out he it plays... It was just about him like having an impact on society throughout history and nobody knew it was him. Yeah. He's like... What is it? Uh, Like all of the fucking... Like the Black Widows and the... Yeah. Yeah. What was the other one? <laughs> There's any... like any Ten Rings? Yeah, yeah, the Ten Rings. The organization, not the rings. <laughs> you sure there's not just Ten Rings floating around the world fucking causing mayhem? I mean, I couldn't say for sure, but I haven't seen them. Uh, I would laugh if uh, Nicolas Cage ended up being like a celestial or something. like. <laughs> yeah. A role where he's just like immortal. I mean, it would explain the eyes. It would. <laughs> and the fact that he was able to take his face off. Okay. That movie is terrifying. The mullet he had at one point was just like another living alien being that was with him. <laughs> yeah. It was like an alien parasite. But he outlived it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting fact too. 117 is also the number of Master Chief from Halo. Oh, I He's see. He's Spartan 117. Okay. Interesting crossover there. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody who doesn't play video games will know what the hell I'm talking yeah. about. But it's fine. <laughs> Just wait for the Showtime yeah. the Halo series. Give it a few years. To people. maybe happen. <laughs> Give it a few years and people understand it. In a decade or two. Who knows? Maybe Nicolas Cage will maybe. take on the, the lead role maybe. after they recast. Yeah, but then it'll be awkward because it'll be he'll have more movies and the number won't match anymore. Okay, valid point. <laughs> so unless he's in it right now filming. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he would or, also have to destroy one of his previous work. Yeah. <laughs> destroy it. Is the mess of the Halo thing, is that a series, though? Yeah. Yeah, so it wouldn't TV count. show. So it'd be okay. Okay. Has he ever been in a show? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I'll go back to you on that. <laughs> I guess that is movies. Yeah. So he has to do like 116 other shows before he would do Halo. Good point. So he does have a little bit of wiggle room. So he's got... He's got some time. <laughs> or not enough, depending on... Well, <laughs> with how fast the development of that show is yeah. going, he has plenty of time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and how That's... prolific he's being in movies lately. That's true. Or just in general, apparently. Whoa, what a predicament. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know... Well, maybe... I don't know. Listeners probably also know that we're not going to be seeing the uh, Halo series anytime soon. Speaking of Halo, I actually got into the Halo Infinite test whatever thing this weekend. 
They don't call it a beta. Mm -hmm. It's basically a beta. Okay. Multiplayer. Okay. So we'll talk about that in our gaming section later. Yeah. Congrats. But let's let's move into our movies and TV while we're still alive. Yeah. Uh, quite a lot of stuff coming out that I'm interested in this week. So, Doom Patrol Season 3 is coming out on the 23rd, HBO Max. It's kind of lumped over onto that service as a original for HBO Max all of a sudden. Yeah. We have not been caught up on that show. No. But, like, now I'm in this, like, situation where I, I'm wondering if I should try and binge a shit ton. Because we have, like, what? Half of season one and all of season two. It's really we really watch. we really only got through half of season one. It was yeah. I, I felt like we watched more than we did. We were only like halfway. I thought we finished a, the first season. No. Oh no, my god. No, the seasons a lot longer than I thought they were. Okay. <laughs> People say how great the show is, and I have yet to see that. Yeah. So maybe that's season two. It's possible. Maybe but it like gets into its groove. Here's why I have a predicament. Yeah. Along with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. In Face Off. Uh-huh. The trailer for season three looks really good. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I really want to watch this. But, yeah. like, I don't know if I need to catch up on everything else or right. if I could just jump in. Assuming I'm not going to really enjoy season one and two. Right. Maybe we can, like, skim the rest of season one and then just binge two. Yeah, I feel like they're taking way too long season one on certain characters having a problem. And it's like, okay, yeah, they have yeah, a problem. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. We don't need four episodes straight on this person's problem. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe we just don't get the show. Yeah, maybe maybe it's not for us. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> All right. So there's that. Um, the Seven Deadly Sins. I've talked about this show in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, they are adding Dragon's Judgment on Netflix. They, they're saying it's just more episodes. So I don't know if it's deemed a new season. More of the original season that just came out earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Or... If it was a movie, because you talked about there was a movie yeah. that they made. So maybe it's the movie and they just chopped it up into episodes. It's possible. Because they've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. All I know is it's more of what I like. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in that. That comes out on Netflix on the 23rd as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars Visions. This is the anime anthology series for Star Wars yep. on Disney+. Plus. Apparently this is the 22nd, so I guess I should put that at the top of the list. But here we are. I'm looking forward to that, and all the outlets are giving it pretty good reviews, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually curious about it as well, even though yeah. I'm not a huge anime person. Interesting fact, too. Hmm. Uh, apparently, they're going to drop the entire season at once for this show. Oh, nice. So, we're not going to have to wait week to week we're gonna like, have this, like bullshit. what If is doing. Yeah, that's so really nice. maybe they figured it out with some other properties they don't need to fucking do a week to week. Yeah. Because they just don't matter enough. Yeah. What if, I'm sorry, it's, I'm enjoying it, but, but it's I, not a week to week needed show. We would be enjoying it more if we could watch the whole thing. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like, I'm not dying for the next episode, but at the same time, because of that, like, I don't know why they don't just throw them all out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I've got good news for you. There's another thing that you've been kind of interested in that I'm also interested in. It's coming out soon. Promising Young Woman. Uh, that movie is coming to HBO Max on the 25th. So we can finally check that out. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard it's pretty promising. Yeah. <laughs> um, something I'm very interested in is a series called Foundation. 
It's the premiere on September 24th. This is on Apple TV+. And um, it's based on the Isaac Asimov book series with the same name. The description is that it chronicles the thousand-year saga of the Foundation, a band of exiles who discover that the only way to save the galactic empire from destruction is to defy it. Uh, it sounds like a mouthful, but basically uh, it's being described as Apple TV's ans- science fiction answer to Game of Thrones. So uh, it's probably going to be legit. Um, and Isaac Asimov is known for like a billion books, but iRobot was one of them. iRobot was based on a book that he wrote. So I liked that story. So I'm, I'm, I think this is promising. I feel like this feels like the plot of Krypton being destroyed in Superman. Um, I mean, maybe, but the trailer looks different than that. So I guess you just have to watch the trailer. Okay. Um, it just looks like pretty crazy, like sci-fi, whatever, like a a new sci-fi show to check out. Might as well. And just as I was reaching the home stretch on Bob's Burgers, trying to catch up, they are now releasing season 12. The premiere is on the 27th. Um, so I'm going to have to binge the shit out of season 11 (laughs) to try to catch up. Do you think they made more cookbooks since with the different burgers? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Got you that burger book at yeah. one time. Mm-hmm. Only the show was first a thing. Yeah. At least I think it was early on. I think it was too. I think we made like maybe one. <laughs> it has a lot of weird stuff. Oh, I don't in know. It. I mean, I'm not just in the burgers because they're all like shit. Things don't you like. don't want. Yeah. There are a lot of cool ideas though. I definitely want to make it. It was more like a coffee book. Coffee table. Cof- coffee table book. Yeah. Then like some action. Then a serious recipe book. Yeah. Yeah. But it did have legit. Now recipes food in wars. It. That was for <laughs> daily use. Making. I didn't see. Um. All right. Uh, a couple announcements. Uh, Star Trek Discovery season four is returning on November eighteenth. So get excited if you are watching that show. Nice. We're caught up, right? We watched all three seasons. Pretty sure we're caught I feel up. Like we've watched them. Yeah. All. It took us a while to watch season three, but then I think, yeah, we did eventually finish it. Mm. Uh, also, news as of today, Shang-Chi is hitting Disney Plus on November 12th. Ooh, score. So anybody who has not seen that and is hesitant to go to theaters, it's not that far away. Yeah. What, like a month and a half? Yeah, something like that. And then after you're done watching it, definitely come back and check out our uh, Anatomy of episode where we break down all the intimate details of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. I'll give you a hint right now. It's at least worth watching. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just so you can listen to our review. Yes. (laughs) That's (laughs) not the only reason, but it's a reason. I'm not trying to give any spoilers of the movie. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I'll let them uh, find that all out with our anatomy of. Okay, okay. All right, let's get into our bigger topics. The Dune director, Villanueva, uh, has called Marvel films cut and paste. Kind of fucking rude. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the first time we've heard yeah. criticism, right? I mean... I mean, Here's the full context, okay. okay? So he was speaking with a Spanish newspaper outlet, El Mundo. Uh, where he said, perhaps the problem is there are too many Marvel films that are nothing more than a cut and paste of others. Maybe these types of movies have turned us a little bit into zombies. So I guess it's like he's saying they're a lower tier of movies that don't really follow creativity. They just kind of have a formula. 
I mean, it definitely sounds like he's saying they're following a formula, which is not entirely wrong in many cases, but I would argue that it's not just Marvel movies. I feel like almost I mean, all movies these days. Yeah, you could argue that about a lot of movies. It's very rare that you find something that you're like, wow, that mm-hmm. was surprising, you know? But you're going to go after the most successful, right? Right. Which would be Marvel, arguably. Yeah, true. They're what, 20, 25 plus movies in or something like that? Something like that. Some insane high number. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing for me uh he's not wrong yeah but it doesn't mean that that's a bad thing yeah i know he's probably saying it like it's not good for the industry it's probably not good for hollywood Mm -hmm. um in fact i think he even ironically praised a director that was hired by disney i think the one that's doing the eternals or something yeah uh because she was also on the panel so Mm -hmm. i'm sure that was more of a avoid any confrontation yeah. But, um, I mean, he's not wrong about... Like, certain movies, certain uh, Marvel films do feel like they are the same kind of story. Yeah. I mean... Give or take, mix and match your characters. I mean, in some cases they are, because they're based on the comics, and the comics were repeated stories from mm-hmm. different characters and different perspectives. So, it's not wrong, like you said, in a lot of cases. But I do think it's kind of funny that, that this is coming from someone who's remaking a movie. Yeah, then that point did not go <laughs> lost with me. That he is, re- I, I guess the argument is in his head probably that he is remaking it in his vision. Yeah, he is going to. It's going to be wildly different than the original. So I guess it's not the same to him, but the idea is still kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, the Marvel movies. There's been a chunk of movies that have lost their directors, right, over creative differences, as they put it. Mm-hmm. Um. Chances are that's probably because Marvel or Disney has a very particular direction they want to go. The director has a different one, so they part ways, right? Yeah. I guess in that sense, you could see that on the outside as they want to copy-paste. They don't want to let the director have any kind of creative control. Yeah. But you also see directors who kind of flourish in the Marvel universe, right? So Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's really just, I feel like, based off... The movie, the characters, because we see some movies that... To say that they're not creative is really not a thing. Because they can take something that's the most basic story Mm -hmm. and give you such a wonderful take or direction with that character. Yeah. I mean, look what they do with Thor. Yeah, that's true. you know, did not start well. And they've turned that character into one of the most popular, I'd say, in the MCU. That's They've They've completely rewrote origin stories for some of these characters and giving them some real great narratives. Yeah, very true. I mean, not the cock tease Shang-Chi, but that's definitely a movie I would say that was a pleasant surprise and not nearly as similar to the other movies as you would think. Yeah. Uh, I just want to point out here that I guess he also said in part of the same conversation nowadays there are a lot of big and expensive movies that have a lot of value i don't feel capable of being completely pessimistic so it doesn't seem like he's completely like shitting on marvel movies Mm -hmm. he's just he was responding to uh i think he was responding to the uh i'm sure they asked the question about it right yeah so it it was i think according to this article it was a discussion about martin scorsese's previously shit shit talking comments Mm -hmm. and that was his response like maybe this is why so maybe it may not even be his opinion but 
Either way. And that's why I'm not, like, really, like, attacking him. It's just, like, he's not wrong in the sense of, like, some of these movies do feel like they're copy-paste. Yes. But it doesn't mean that it takes away from them. Right. As being creative or enjoyable. Or of value. Yeah, You know, sometimes you just want to shut your brain off. You don't want to have to have these critical thoughts on what's truly happening in the background of this movie. Yeah. You know, not everything needs to be a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, and not everybody wants to be like you, constantly wondering, well, is this going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Because <laughs> you like, I know you like to predict. I mean, that's just me. I know. I mean, that's never going to change. <laughs> I could be watching a Dr. Seuss thing and just be like trying to predict everything. Yeah, I know. Well, my point was not everybody wants to predict everything in the movie. <laughs> but bringing up Scorsese, right? Yeah. I, and hell, he's got his even Villanueva. Like he's got Dune coming out in October. Mm-hmm. They're making the rounds for this film, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Both directors. I think at the time that Scorsese was talking his shit, mm-hmm. I think he had The Irishman, yeah, ready for theater or ready for launch on Netflix. Yeah, um, it's not out of question that maybe bringing on these the Marvel universe in conversation of. Their properties is a little bit more of a audience to, yeah. you know, showcase your movie to. That's true. I didn't think about that. You know, piss somebody off. They're going to look into what you're saying, right? Yeah. And then they're... Yeah. They might be like, why am I going to watch this movie to see how shitty it is compared to, you know, because I think Marvel movies are great. Right, right. Just a thought. Yeah. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Emmys. They just happened. And, uh... Some interesting stuff happened. Starting off, Ted Lasso had the most nominations with 13 noms. And uh, they only got four wins, though, which is still pretty fucking good. They got Outstanding Comedy Series. And Jason Sudeikis, Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy, and Hannah Waddingham, who plays Rebecca, both won um, Outstanding Actor. So, obviously, Jason Sudeikis got Lead Actor and they... and. Brett Goldstein and Hannah Waddingham got Outstanding Supporting Actor or Actress, yeah. which is well-deserved, in my opinion. And The Crown, which I love that show, um, but I honestly forgot that it was in this same, like, award season. They got 11 nominations and 7 wins. They got Outstanding Drama Series. Olivia Coleman, who plays the Queen, won Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. Josh O'Connor, who plays Prince Charles, won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. And Tobias Menzies, who plays Prince Philip, got Outstanding Supporting Actor. So um, th- they're all, they all do really great jobs. So I'm not really surprised by that. There's a lot of other uh, series that got multiple wins. The Queen's Gambit, Mare of Town, Hacks, which I've never seen, but I've heard good things about. Mm-hmm. But what I really want to talk about here <laughs> is WandaVision got shafted. Because I just got a couple of things that... There like a few things that they were nominated for, or very or actors or actresses were nominated for or for the series, and who they lost to, and I feel like that speaks volumes to maybe there's politics going on rather than actual legitimate awards. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So or, or just bias or bias. Way. Yeah. Wandavision was uh nominated for outstanding limited or anthology series, and it lost to the Queen's Gambit. Um, the Queen's Gambit was really good, but it wasn't like mind blowing. I feel like as WandaVision was, because WandaVision was like twists and turns and it was all over the place. 
I was a little surprised by that. But I can see the Queen's Gambit had like a big following and people were obsessed with it. So I guess Mm. maybe it had a wider appeal because everybody and their brother has Netflix and not as many people had Disney Plus to start off. That's a good point. But I mean, but the voting isn't really about the people who watch it. It's about the people, the small population of people people who who get to vote on the Emmy, right? That's that's fair. You're right. I I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Olsen was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or a Movie, which I think is a mouthful of a ca- category, mm. first of all. And this is the one I'm, like, personally offended by. <laughs> she lost to Kate Winslet in Mare of Easttown, which we watched that, and Kate Winslet did a good job in it. But Kate Winslet always does a good job, mm. and she didn't do anything above and beyond. Yeah. Maybe I'm... The minority but i i enjoyed that show but i don't feel like it was anything above and beyond what we've seen anywhere else yeah if anything my criticism was that it was too much about her mm-hmm. and not enough about the case yeah because i felt like they just threw a quick fix to the case yeah. by the end of the show yeah rather than actually having a legitimate reason how they figured it out yeah uh, there was one episode that was like, okay, that's fucking crazy, and this is like a legit show. But the rest of it was mm. just like, it's fine. It was good. Like, I liked it. We watched it. But I yeah. don't think it was award-worthy compared to the other contenders. But, like, Kate Winslet is also a, like, cemented Oscar winner, right? True. Very true. So. And I, as far as I could looked up, I don't think Elizabeth Olsen has any Oscars, so. And so, it's not unreasonable that there could be some kind of bias or even a subconscious. Yeah, that's true. Lean toward her. Yeah. Over, I don't know. Or, you know, Elephant in the Room could be they don't respect Marvel movies. Yeah. I wonder if I that, mean, how much our, that has our to do with it. conversation about, you know, the Dune director. Yeah. Show that there's people who just don't appreciate what those are. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what they do success-wise, right? Yeah. There's clearly a difference, and that's why you see on Rotten Tomato, not that that's like the end-all, but that's why you see the critic score and the audience score. Yeah, Because they're clearly never going to be the same. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, we also had Paul Bettany was nominated, of course, for lead actor, and he lost to Ewan McGregor in Halston, which I would have been meaning to watch, but I haven't seen. Catherine Hahn was nominated for Supporting Actress, and she lost to Julianne Nicholson, again, Mare of Easttown. I didn't think there was anything that mind-blowing about her role in that, personally, so I was very surprised by that one. Which is insane, because I feel like she was really not a huge role in that show. Yeah. And obviously this is Supporting Actress, Mm -hmm. but... Catherine Hahn was a much bigger role. Yeah, something should be said or weighted to the amount of support you provide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't but know. It just, I don't know. Catherine Hahn and Elizabeth Olsen, both in their mm-hmm. categories, the things that they did for those characters, mm-hmm. they put so much into those characters. You know, mm-hmm. they're not just doing one character. They, In a sense, they're playing multiple characters. Yeah. And... I thought that was insane that Elizabeth Olsen specifically every episode was essentially a different decade yeah. of personality. Mm-hmm. And she didn't just do it. She fucking destroyed it. Yeah, absolutely. You watched every episode fully feeling like this is of that decade. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few other categories that one of it was nominated for. Uh, yeah, so outstanding writing for a limited or anthology series or movie. Um 
there were actually three different episodes that were nominated for WandaVision out of a total of six, and they still didn't win. Something called I May Destroy You won, which I've never heard of. Um, so I'll have to look into that if it's that I fucking good. I want to say it's something on Netflix with like a teen. Oh, that lead. sounds about right. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian was actually nominated for the writing in a drama series. They didn't win. Okay. The Crown one. I want to say the Mandalorian won for something, though. So I just learned <laughs> that they're, they don't just loop all the Emmys in together. It's the primetime Emmys, which is where they do all the like big awards that everybody in the like main media cares about. And then I guess the behind-the-camera stuff is called uh, the Creative Arts Emmys. Same fucking award show, so personally I take issue with that, but whatever. So it turns out that... Uh, the total number of nominations that WandaVision had was 23, including all the behind the camera stuff. And they did win three, um, in the behind the camera section, outstanding fantasy slash sci-fi costumes, outstanding original music and lyrics. Obviously for it was Mephisto all along. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Pretty sure it was Agatha. I mean, I don't recall seeing that. Okay. Ending. (laughs) Uh, and then they also won for Outstanding Production Design for a Narrative Program Half Hour, which I also find that weird that they have them half hour versus hour, but yeah, it, that's fine. <laughs> I feel like that's like being like, everybody's a winner. Yes, exactly. To an extent. Yeah, yeah. So I got, I'm glad that they did win a few awards, but I still feel like they their actors and actresses were shafted in the, the front end. I mean, this whole show... And, you know, this may just be my Marvel bias because I, you know, enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. But, my God, I feel like this show was leagues above anything we've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, it it could create an entire genre, I feel like. The writing was so top-notch on this show Mm -hmm. with how they layered these characters and what they've gone through. At the very least, this fucking show should be used to, like, teach children about grief. Yeah, I could see that. If, if their acting alone wasn't enough mm-hmm. to convey how hard it is to go through grief, then mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck we're here for. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think they deserve more than they, more than they were rewarded or awarded. But even The Mandalorian, we saw them take seven... Mandalorian took seven awards? Yeah, so here's wow. what they won. Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series, one hour. Outstanding special effects in a season or a movie. Outstanding stunt coordination. Outstanding stunt performance. Outstanding cinematography for a single camera series, half hour. How does that work? Which I feel like wasn't this show like in between half hour and an hour all the time? Yeah, how did they get an award for a one hour version and a half hour version? That's probably why, because their show is never the same time huh. every episode, right? Interesting. Okay. Um, outstanding prosthetic makeup. What was the one for WandaVision? Um, oh, it was a prosthetic costume. Huh? Yeah, costumes. Okay. Yeah. Which they were really good. Oh, they were great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and also outstanding music composition for a series. Original dramatic score uh, was the last one for The Mandalorian. Okay. I can stand by that. I feel like the the scoring and the music was really good on that show. So, I'm okay with this. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. just yeah spitting out what what they yeah. did get. Just spitting facts. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they can use that as an example to say we don't have Marvel bias. Marvel bias. Yeah. It just or sucks Disney, for Disney WandaVision bias. <laughs> because you know the Mandalorian is a like it's it's a show, so it yeah. has at the least two seasons so far. Yeah, it has more. It's it has a chance to always redeem. Mm-hmm. WandaVision, as far as we're aware, is a limited series. Yeah. Hence At least why it was they're in that category, it, right? Yeah. So they're never going to have a chance to to win after this, which sucks. Yeah, it's a real bummer. And I definitely don't think that in these categories the they lost to the right people or or shows. Yeah. Uh, the irony too is Evan Peters, who is in Wandavision and Mayor of Easttown, won for Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. For his supporting role. Yeah. I would argue that he was more deserving in Maravie's town. Well, that's why it's ironic to me because it's like, yeah, he obviously was the better character in yeah. that show. Yeah. But as far as the show to show versus, yeah. I feel like WandaVision definitely there's a disparity outdid Maravie's town. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess just chalk it up to politics. I don't know. I. Or we're just poor sports. One of the two. Maybe both. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we need to infiltrate the Emmys next year. Yeah. Great idea. Start a bunch of rumors and shit in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard that she said, you look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> get people into fights on the, on the stage. All right. Let's get into some of our other news, huh? Yeah. It's let's not do it. on the Emmys. Yeah, let's move on. Tom Hardy. Pictures surfaced of him. Uh, wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home hat that the uh, cast and crew members wear during filming. Really? <laughs> the post was from a Twitter account named Marvel Updates and has been since deleted. Now, this isn't an actual official Marvel Twitter right. account. This yeah. is like a fan page or right. whatever. Of course. But the picture fueled speculation that Venom could appear in the film for yeah. Spider-Man. Come December. Yeah. Do you think that they're just trolling, though? I mean, I'm sure that's a part of it, right? <laughs> it's To an extent, they know that if they do shit like that, it's going to create marketing buzz through social yeah. media. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whether it happens or not, it gets people sharing Talking that about it could it. happen. Exactly. So that is a possibility. The other option is he is in the movie, at mm-hmm. least a cameo or yeah. whatever. I know we had a conversation about the trailer mm-hmm. and how we considered that shady entity behind the force field. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought that could have been Venom. I know a lot of people thought that. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's that option. Yeah. Still. I'm not discounting the possibility that he's going to be in it, but I still think it's a highly likely that Disney is just trolling everyone. They'll be like, hey, Tom Hardy, can you just wear this hat for well, like I mean, 10 minutes? Well, I mean, Sony, right? Okay. Well, whoever is doing the trolling, some one of the entities is doing a troll. Mm-hmm. Well, it, <laughs> I guess it all, whether it's Sony or Disney, boils down to, is Venom a part of the MCU? Right, exactly. Or is he an isolated Sony thing as of right now? Yeah. There, there is supposed end credit audio spoilers like that you can listen to out there on the internet if anyone's interested. That speaks to whether or not... The... that Well, that just speaks to the feature of the character Okay. in any capacity got it um but 
I don't know. I mean, Andy Serkis has already made comments that, like, it's going to happen with Spider-Man at some point. We just don't know when. Yeah. Like, that was an actual response he gave in an interview. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think that's a far-fetched, ex- you know, expectation that fans have. Yeah. It's just a matter of how are they going to implement it into a story at some point. Yeah, that's true. So, could be teasing, but I think it's likely that he's probably going to play some kind of role. Yeah. I mean... I'm, I'm Obviously, down. along with the uh, other Spider-Man characters, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. <laughs> of course. <laughs> We're, like, denying it like it, their life depends on it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, something else brought a good point, too. Like, if you're not in the movie, why are you constantly doing interviews? Yeah. To then say you're not in the movie. Yeah. And why do you care so much? If you're not in the movie, then just don't worry about it. Yeah. It doesn't affect just, you. Just don't, just ignore people. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, it's funny too, cause I, I'm in some like Facebook groups, like Spider-Man and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, there's always every day, at least a handful of people who are like, it's going to be so funny when Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield aren't in the movie. And all those people who are obsessed that they were are proven wrong. And I just thought it's also going to be hilarious when... They could be in the movie. Yeah. And if they are. Yeah. You guys were so bitter at the idea. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. I'm just going to be there eating popcorn for both. Yeah. Because it's a movie. Yeah. (laughs) At the very least. Yeah. They're cock teasing. Yeah. They're just trying to get people all excited to go see the movies. I mean, it's working. Yeah. It's generating a buzz. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always that group of people who don't know the hardcore comics of these characters right so they may not be aware of this is a good like a big deal that some but some character is going to be in another thing so that kind of stuff exposes them to those narratives uh moving on bryce dallas howard uh is going to direct a flight of the navigator reboot for disney plus the character will be a gender swap from the original but they are unclear if the age will change on the character, which I believe it was a young boy. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's in like, like a preteen. Eight, eight, ten, maybe, I think, in the movie. Twelve. Twelve? Okay. Yeah. So I guess that means it's going to be a young girl. Probably, yeah. Or they're sense. like, no, we're going to completely change it. It's an elderly woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she needs an alien spaceship. She can barely walk. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen Flight of the Navigator. I saw it a long time ago. I all I remember is there's like this eyeball thing, which I think is the ship consciousness. I don't know. And it just goes. Blah, 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 blah. It, it doesn't even talk. It just makes noises. <laughs> yeah. If I'm correct. Yeah. I'm going to assume it's on Disney Plus. So you I would can check it out if you want. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this will be Bryce Dallas Howard's first. Feature directorial debut. Oh, right. Because she's directed some of The Mandalorian. Yeah, she's done episodes. Yeah. But she hasn't done like a full-on movie. It's an interesting choice. As far as I'm aware. Which I guess that means that she hasn't. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if she has some kind of like personal connection to that movie or if it just was like, this is a project project that I want to work on. Like, it's an interesting... Yeah, I mean, probably just... Was a available and she took it. I don't know. Yeah. She's obviously worked heavily with the Mandalorian. Yeah. She was on those the round table whatever episodes. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I know her working in is Jurassic World right now. Yeah. And that's Universal, so probably just trying to build up a, another career outside of acting. Mm-hmm. She'll always be Gwen Stacy to me, though. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe she'll be in the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. Yeah. Maybe. The Gwen that didn't get away. <laughs> because she didn't die. She didn't die, right? Did she die? Um, I don't remember. No, she didn't die. I don't remember. No, they didn't kill her. We do need to go rewatch all those movies, though. I also didn't realize that was her until what you just said that. Well, I mean, she's got (laughs) completely different hair. I was like, I'm going to Google that. That can't be right. (laughs) That's crazy. The irony, too, right? Yeah. They took a redhead Mm -hmm. and made her blonde. blonde. Mm -hmm. Although, I guess they've literally done that with two movies now. Or two versions. Yeah, they like to flip-flop. Yeah. Doesn't Emma matter Stone. what color her hair is, it has to be different. <laughs> also a redhead. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan is apparently leaving WB for Universal. Speaking of Universal. Okay. That's a post-transition. Yeah. A retro segue. Yeah. A yeah. regue. <laughs> a segue in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, The Hollywood Reporter confirms that he is bringing his next film about a World War II scientist, J. Robert Oppenheimer, over to Universal. So this is kind of a big deal, right? We overall have seen him deal with Warner Brothers when it comes to distribution. Mm -hmm. He did have his comments earlier this year about, or I guess last year even, with HBO Max getting all these theatrical releases and and his... uh, distaste for what was going on with all that so i would not be shocked if that took a role in his decision to go elsewhere for the next film yeah probably out of fear that it would be put on hbo max if uh things didn't go right with its release yeah that's a good point he uh that j robert oppenheimer was one of the people on the manhattan project for the atomic bomb project Mm -hmm. so that'll be an interesting movie so do you think this will change the quality of a film for no for him i don't see why it would the only thing i'm wondering like do you think sorry do you think this has anything to do with his like bitterness about tenet oh good good point because that came out during the pandemic yeah and he's like blaming it on wb even though they didn't cause I mean, the pandemic yeah, that we know I, of. that's yeah you know i completely forgot about tenet hence why probably clearly <laughs> um yeah i mean yeah like that's like a role that wasn't really like, in their hand right it's, yeah it's not something they did. I know he was like, well, we just don't release it until there's no pandemic. Yeah. Like, I know yeah. that was his mindset. Yeah. But, like, is that realistic? Yeah. No. On a not. stockholder <laughs> side, right? It's like, uh, yeah. but we're losing money every day. Yeah. So we don't make any. Right. And I don't know how well or bad that did. I don't either. But, yeah, definitely that, that probably had to take part in his decision. The reason I asked about if you think it could be, like, the quality could go down is because i mean i don't know how it works other than like outside distribution is it like would they have anything to do with the budget right so would they give him a lower budget potentially i mean which then could affect his ability to do the movie he wants i don't know because universal like... clearly is playing it safe with the the pandemic right yeah i mean but if he hasn't even started working on the project yet, like, they're probably years away, right? 
I feel like I, I don't know where they are in this movie. I'm just assuming that. I, I guess if he's the news is he's going over the Universal. I guess potentially he hasn't even started anything other than maybe a script. Yeah, I'm just I'm thinking Universal was a move. <laughs> it's interesting to think about Universal being the one that doesn't have a uh, streaming service. Who who what we have like? I mean, they don't really. They like, don't they, really. Well, and Peacock technically would be universal right okay right nbc universal it's all the same thing right but okay but we're not seeing them put a bunch of stuff on the service right i think the first movie we're seeing was announced i think we talked about last episode uh the the sequel for halloween coming out this october Mm -hmm. is going to be on peacock and theaters at the same time yeah, so I don't know. I don't really see Universal being a potential for less of a budget because they have some, maybe right now, but I, I think, I'm just guessing that this project is not very far along. Mm-hmm. So, Or do you think it could be the opposite route where they have so much trust in him with everything he did with WB, they they give him too much and then it's a mess because he had too much control. Maybe. Like we don't necessarily know what the partnership with him and WB was, right? Right. Yeah, that's a good question. Especially with Batman, right? He he did some great movies, but WB has been known to be very uh, strict with that character specifically. Yeah. With uh, what you can and can't do and all that jazz. That's true. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Batman... There's another spinoff heading to HBO Max. Uh, it's going to be focused on the Penguin. Okay. Deadline reports uh, that the project is near in the early stages of development and produced by Dylan Clark and Matt Reeves. So, guess Matt Reeves is fully on board with everything associated with the Batman. Yeah. He called dibs. Uh, it's described as a Scarface-like series about the rise of the character, the Penguin. Uh, Lauren LaFranc from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is set to to showrun the project. That's the part that has me hesitant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We watched the whole show. Mm -hmm. It was fine. It got better a few seasons in. Mm -hmm. And then I think it got worse. And then I think the last season was a little bit better again. Yeah. It It was a rocky ride. Yeah. Yeah. uh, They didn't really know what they wanted to be, it felt like. So that has me a little hesitant, but um, another example that WB is is really going to cement the DCEU within HBO Max. Yeah. I guess um, the question is, is Colin Farrell going to play the Penguin, or is it implied if he's a younger, rise to power character, it'll be a different actor? I think it's got to be a different actor, because he's already... The penguin. Or is it just him without makeup? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out they just like aged him in a computer to figure out what he would look like when he's really old. <laughs> then that's what they made his prosthetic makeup to look like for the penguin. Yeah. Like, hey, this guy actually looks like the penguin. Let's just yeah. use him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it would need to be somebody younger. Okay. Plus, think about all the other stuff that's like being made. These It seems like they're skewing towards a younger audience yeah well i mean yeah the batman is the early i think it was like year two of his yeah i think role as batman (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i almost said career yeah uh you got the gotham show whatever it was called i can't remember 
the the Gotham PD or whatever the fuck show. Gotham PD is what it's called. That was called. Yeah, the one that hasn't been made yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's supposed to be even before Batman existed, right? Mm-hmm. So presumably this show could take place during that time period and kind of tie into that. Oh yeah, that's possible. Because he's presumably a vintage criminal in the Batman, right? If yeah. he's an old penguin. Right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Uh, penguin is one of the one one of the villains I care the least about. Really? Yeah. But also, it's hard to see any... You saw Batman Returns, though, right? Yeah, so it's hard to see anyone in that role besides Danny DeVito. Okay. (laughs) So you are not interested in seeing any, like, penguins with rockets on their back. (laughs) I'm not against it. It's just hard to imagine. a more up-to-date modern take on rocket backpack penguins. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to whatever. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, since you brought up Danny DeVito, I'm going to jump down to the, to another news story. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's a twin sequel called Triplets that's been in the works forever. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and adding Tracy Morgan. What? To the cast as triplets. But how? (laughs) This movie actually, for a while, they were trying to get, um, Eddie Murphy. Okay. In that role. Yeah. And I think he was an issue with uh, scheduling because of all the other projects he's been yeah. doing. So. Um, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be funny, but I don't understand the biology of it. I'm sure they'll have a reason. <laughs> Wasn't there like a case of like a. I feel like, it was, of course, it was an internet thing, so it could be a complete lie. But <laughs> it's totally made I up. feel like there was like a thing of like a woman. Gave birth to a black child. who She was white. Uh-huh. The husband assumed she cheated on him. And it turns out it was like a genetic, like a, like a rare genetic thing. Because they had heritage that allowed the baby to have darker skin. Uh-huh. Even though they were both white. Right. Well, I mean. It was like the alignment of the genetic code that allowed it or something. Yeah. You're the scientist. Yeah. Okay, so I've... <laughs> <laughs> you figure translate it out. what i'm saying <laughs> so the example that you're talking about i don't think is a, a real it's not perfectly accurate but something like that does happen like you can have a really rare cases of twins where they look completely different so maybe it was twins i don't know the or triplets yeah so that's what i'm saying is like i've heard of it rarely happening in twins where they're fraternal twins not identical and so it just so happens that the are you implying that they're identical in twins no and going to be in triplets no um <laughs> but i feel like um the way that it the way that it works is like the different gene rearrangement happens and then one baby happens to get the melanin gene of the of one race. It's about the and, uh, dominant and recessive, right? Yeah, or just chance too about like sperm meeting egg and random mixtures happening. Yeah. So it's not always like what it's you don't always have a dominant and a recessive. Some are just like they're there and mm. it's about random rearrangement. Dormant and active. Sure. Um, so yeah, I guess it can happen. I just never thought that they would do that with ad- adults. Okay. 
I'm, I can't wait. Keep in mind, it's a movie. Yeah, It I doesn't know. have yeah. to make sense. I know. I just... I'm. They'll give you an explanation. You either accept it or you won't. And I, it'll make or break the movie for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, interested to see what they do with that. <laughs> well, that's it for the latest episode of Science on the Fly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And our last story in movies and TV, HBO has left Amazon Prime as of September 15th. So... Anyone who had HBO through their Amazon Amazon Prime service, you don't have it. Yeah, as like a channel add-on situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, basically, the, it's just been terminated. They're like, see ya. I'm sure they have contacted you, but I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm not making a joke. I yeah. assume they have to. Yeah. Let you know, right? Yeah. The Hollywood Reporter reports that roughly five million subscriptions were canceled. Of that's Prime. A, of well of, of HBO. HBO add-on through oh, Prime. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. So we're probably going to see an uptick in HBO Max subscriptions then? Probably not the exact amount. No. Someone but some. might be like, "Well, fuck that. I'm just not going to subscribe again." Yeah. Others might be like, "I'll do it tomorrow." And yeah. they just don't. Yeah. But we're getting close to Black Friday and there might be mm-hmm. deals and Yep. Got our Hulu uh subscription. <laughs> For $2 a month. Yeah. It's ending next month. So yeah. hoping there's something in Hulu. Yep. So we might be uh, like, it's an interesting move. I wonder if they're looking for a last minute Q3 boost. Well, on the HBO side, it's very clear that they want to maximize their direct mm-hmm. subscription, right? Yeah. They don't, they don't want to have a middleman, which is Amazon Prime. Right. Mainly because they are probably considered competition as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. So, if you allow customers to have access to your service through a competitor service, then you're basically also supporting the competitor having customers. Right, yeah. Right? That's so true. So, like, neutralize your... That's true. But it's really nice to... market base. It's really convenient to only have one login. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I mean... Obviously, it doesn't apply to us, but... Yeah. Yeah. I have noticed with the Amazon Prime, though, so, which I've heard people talk about this online, but I never really understood it. So, I have noticed that, like, like we watched a trailer for a movie on Amazon Prime, and it was really blocky on, like, the really dark black areas of mm-hmm. the trailer. Yeah. And it looked terrible. Yeah. And then we watched the same trailer on, like, a Microsoft, on the Microsoft Store, mm-hmm. and it didn't have that. And so, I'm wondering if, like... Amazon has, like, a lower quality when it comes to, like, the way it plays certain textures or something. Possibly. Or maybe they just do not that great quality for trailers. That's a good point. It could just be a trailer issue. Because I haven't noticed any issues when I'm watching shows or movies or whatever. Okay. Good point. Speaking of watching shows, let's get into what we've watched this week, huh? Yeah, let's. Let's get into some more reviews. Uh, here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's hop on into our first one. Yeah. Uh, we checked out Frogger on Peacock. This came out in August of this year. Uh... Basically, it's based off the Konami video game of the same name. 
and it is a obstacle course game show. Kind of played out like a... What's the show on Netflix? Floor is Lava. The Floor is Lava. Yeah. Maybe some other shows that I just can't think of. Yeah. I don't know, like Wipeout. Like those kind of... Yeah. Or uh, what's the also the other one that was like a big hit for a while? The America's Warrior Ninja or whatever the fuck it was American called. Ninja Warrior. American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. I, you know. It's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that, but not, uh, but sillier. Yeah. Because American Ninja Warrior more... had a lot of like strength feats yeah. involved. <laughs> this did too, but not mm-hmm. in like a, yeah. that's impressive. Way. That show is a little bit more of a serious thing. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a show your athleticism. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be good at this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is more of a, can they stumble their way through it? Yeah, you have to strategize and also somehow athletically be able to do it. Um, yeah, it's hosted by Damon Waynes Jr. and Kyle Brandt. And I swear I recognized Kyle Brandt for somewhere, from somewhere, but it turns out he's from like a football situation. So mm. I'm like, it's obviously, I didn't, yeah, I, didn't know I must have made up recognizing him. I had no idea who he was, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, it was obvious it wasn't his first hosting yeah. gig, but I've never seen him in anything else. So, mm-hmm. But he does a decent job keeping up with Damon Wayans. Yeah, Damon Wayans Jr. we've seen as coach in New Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in some movies as like small roles, like he was in the uh, Barb and Star, Go to go Del, Del Mar. Go to Vista house. Del Mar. Vista Del Mar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was in like another show too. But um, yeah, they, they were basically the comedic relief announcing everything that's going down mm-hmm. and basically like talking shit to them sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes or about them i don't know <laughs> yeah so how did you feel about this show um, we kind of threw it on as just kind of like uh we'll see what the hell it's about yeah uh didn't really plan to take it too seriously or yeah all that i mean it was entertaining we watched four episodes i think so far that's all there is Yeah, that's all there is yeah okay um it was funny to watch, but I also found myself, like, getting pretty invested in, like, how much I didn't want certain, like, contestants to win. Mm-hmm. Because I was, like, annoyed by them immediately. Yeah. There was one who really annoyed me, and I was like, I think I even said out loud, I was like, he better not win. Yeah. I don't want him to win. Yeah. But then by the end... <laughs> he was, like, I so was close. I was like, I kind of want him to win because he's actually further than anyone else has ever gone. Yeah, he got the closest to actually... And I wanted to see how that would have played out right it didn't really change yeah other than he did this yeah (laughs) um i thought it was weird when so we there's a couple of different challenges that happen like at several different levels i guess if you will Mm -hmm. and then they have a boss round that they have the winners of the small the lower levels compete against each other for um and so i was a little bummed out by that because i felt like one of the one of the levels had a really hard first obstacle that immediately disqualified like yeah like that it just was a huge handicap to the people that were in the first round and then i felt like other people didn't have it as hard so i was like well that's kind of unfair yeah it did feel like the first round on one of the episodes was like a lot harder at the very least the first section of that course yes felt like it was harder than anything you had to do on the boss thing yes uh so really i mean i guess with all games, I guess it's it to an extent chance because yeah, true. In fact, you didn't have to like finish the course; you just had to do better than the other person. Yeah, in the lower levels, you just had to be better than your your opponent. Yeah. So really, if you were just put against somebody who's terrible, and we saw an we episode did see that. where somebody yeah. couldn't even 
They get couldn't past even make the first it past, past the start. That was so sad. I was like, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't, though, because yeah. I would know not to sign up for that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I went into this thing. It was going to be really dumb, and I'll be like over it pretty quickly. Because mm-hmm. uh, I kind of was like that with the floor's lava. Like yeah. It was like, it was fine, but I'm not going to come back to it. Yeah. But I actually found myself kind of enjoying this a little bit more. Yeah. I think the way that the uh, announcers worked, like, it, it worked well for me. Yeah. Like, it was stupid humor, but, yeah. like, it made me laugh. Yeah. So, yeah. It, and it was, like, Anchorman, I guess. Is yeah. the best way I can explain it. It's just, like, it's so dumb, but, like, you, you're you still chuckling for whatever reason. Yeah. There's some... There's some one level where you have to like go to a certain place and like order a pizza and like that whole little bit was kind of silly. Mm-hmm. It was just a little random. Yeah. I think they needed to do a better job at like explaining to the audience the rules because like yeah. there was many portions of the, the courses where I was like, why don't they just go there? Why yeah. don't they just do that? That's yeah. like the easiest fucking thing you could do. Yeah. And then it and turns out it was out of bounds. Yeah. And like that's an out of bounds portion, but they don't say that to you until... Yeah. I think there was one point, I think it was like episode three or something, where somebody actually somebody did Somebody did go that. And we're like, oh, finally, a and smart they're person. Like, they're like, oh, I forgot. Yeah. And so that implies that they're told the rules. Yeah. But like, we weren't. So yeah. the whole time I mean, I'm like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Yeah. Or, I mean, they could even like denote, like mark it with fucking caution tape or something. Like make it some kind of obvious. Instead of like looking like it's part of the course, mm-hmm. you could easily just put a little thing that's like out of bounds i don't know just a thought yeah if you don't want to take your time announcing it to the viewer but yeah it was a minor issue it was it was fun it was like a silly ridiculous thing to like throw on while we were just like relaxing for a while i honestly don't even know how much i don't think i've played much frogger because i would have been really young when it was a thing but i don't even know how much of these courses are really like resembling anything from frogger from what I remember, some of it was similar, but I didn't get very high in levels, as you might imagine, um, because I'm not good at video yeah. games. I mean, in my head, Frogger was just oh, trying to go across the road every time. Yeah, that was like the original version. Was there You're different just trying versions to, where they actually I, had course type stuff. I think stuff. there have been like many iterations of the game over the years. They've like expanded on it for like arcade mm. games and shit. Gotcha. So I think that's where they were getting some of these things. Gotcha. But yeah, the most basic idea is just crossing the, the street or road or whatever, okay. freeway. Yeah, I, I thought it was entertaining enough that I'll continue watching it. It, I will say, I feel like it was longer than it needs to be. They're, oh, yeah. they're like hour episodes. They're very long. And I feel like you can trim those down. Yeah, I agree. Although, one, uh, as I say that, though, I do. I will say that one criticism I also had was they did seem to like trim down actual course like action oh, between yeah. contestants where like they'll show them like struggling on something they'll finally get past it and then it'll jump to them being like past it <laughs> even past the next section yeah it's like, they don't show you how they, they finally don't really got show through you it. how they got through something it's just kind of like they just speed it up yeah kind of in a way that isn't that exciting because it's like well but i want to know how he did the whole course not just sections of the course yeah i don't want to know that they just teleported from one location to another mm-hmm. and some of the stuff that, that they skipped was like that doesn't look humanly possible so i need to know how they're going to do that mm-hmm. and they just never showed it so yeah dumb <laughs> i agree uh overall i'm gonna slice it i thought it was a good time i i'll keep watching it i'm not gonna go out of my way to like yeah it's it's a specific mood thing that you want to watch it's just a to, throw like, on when you it, like i don't want to say comfort food but like 
it's good like brain relaxation because you're not really shutting like, off your brain yeah you're not thinking hard about like oh like this is a complicated plot or whatever you know i mean i did have my my issues so yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say it would slice it for me. I had a good time with it. Cool. I, I don't agree that Frogger is the most popular uh, video game from the 80s as they keep trying yeah. to promote. I don't know who told them that. But <laughs> I don't. that's not accurate at all. Yeah. But it was certainly a, a known game. Yeah. One of my favorite things was like people kept saying like, I'm the best at Frogger, the video game, so I'm mm-hmm. going to be really good at this. I'm like, what? Why would Not you think that? Not relevant at all. Zero relevance. Not to mention, like, no, you probably have never touched Frog. Yeah, if you're really good at the video game, you may not have the time to be athletic enough to get through this course. <laughs> well, plus, they're just so young. It's like, yeah. you're trying to act like you had this whole life of dedicated to, like, beloved, f- yeah. you know, loving Frogger. And it's yeah. like, no, you don't. Yeah. You do not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was one contestant though, where he is actually like, I think he was like the top, like the tenth best in the world, with or top something. ten, yeah, yeah, of actually playing Frogger, mm-hmm. and he kept trying to spew that you were saying, yeah. like, oh, I'm really good at Frogger, so yeah. I should be good at this. Like, no, yeah. what? Uh, no, there's no com, there's no skills in common. Yeah, <laughs> unless you just use your fingers to like navigate the course, I don't know <laughs> how you figure it's any. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it. It's fine. It, it was fun enough. So I'll, I'll continue watching. Yeah, totally. All right. We also checked out Why the Last Man, uh, even though I talked so much shit about it um, when we talked about it coming out. <laughs> uh, it came out on Hulu or FX September 13th. And it's a post-apocalyptic drama TV series based on the comic book series of the same name. The premise is that a mysterious event simultaneously killed every mammal with a Y chromosome except for one man, Yorick, and his pet monkey, Ampersand. Ben Schnetzer is the guy who plays Yorick Brown, who's the last man alive. Olivia Thirlby plays Hero, his sister. Yes, her name is Hero. Um, The irony. That was not a mistake Um, (laughs) on my part. Maybe on her mom's part. Um, <laughs> Diane Lane plays Jennifer Brown, who is York and Hero's mother. Um, and she's a senator. And Ashley Romans plays Agent 355, who I'm not going to explain because you just need to watch the show mm-hmm. to find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. We watched... Oh, four. We watched four episodes. Yeah. And... Um, they released the first three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they released another one. Mm-hmm. last night so we, we've caught up the four yeah and there's i think there's only gonna be eight episodes so i guess we're halfway through okay yeah good to know i i know nothing about the comic same so i have no <laughs> way to compare yeah um but i have heard how great the comic is that said if the comic is anything like the show i don't think i'm gonna be reading the comic yeah um there's so many problems i have with this show just off like common sense things or like just it being too hard to believe the chaos that is happening in this world. Mm-hmm. It just, I can't accept that it's this way, that they're in this apocalyptic world that they are in in such a short period of time that they are saying that they're in. Yeah. Uh, so I did talk shit about this previously but i'll say it again i do not think that society would crumble as much as this acts like it did exactly my problem is you know and they try and like play it off like well uh there's not uh enough women in 
uh, working in nuclear power plants yeah, to to be able to like control them to a point that they yeah. don't blow up or, or yeah. just don't shut off blah blah yeah yeah i get that yeah. like, maybe but like you, you're telling me there's nobody that is intelligent enough to at least learn yeah no shit in a time of of need yeah exactly and, um, and they, they make it basically seem like made it seem like within a week everything just hit the fan and there's no like order in the world anymore yeah like, I'm sorry. That doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. <laughs> you would still, like, you, all the women who still exist would still, like, have their occupations and their mm-hmm. ability to, like, keep normal-ish lives aside from, you know, world depression trying to, like, cope. Right, but, yeah. I think that's also, so I was reading something about this where, I don't know if it was the writer or some person that's involved in the creation of the show they did some research and they found that less than 5% of truck drivers, like semi-truck drivers, are female. Mm-hmm. And apparently the global economy is still heavily reliant on semi-trucks, which we can mm-hmm. see because they're always on the road. So yeah. if we go from that angle, I can understand how commerce would die or at least struggle. Very difficult. But are you telling me that you couldn't find a population of people who, of women who are now like, okay, well... Willing to. <laughs> I... Would like to have a good job now. Yeah. I didn't have one before this. Yeah. My family, my family's all dead. I had a husband and three boys. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. I have nothing in my life. Maybe this is something I could take. You're telling me there's not one person who was like, I'll learn how to drive a fucking truck. Yeah. No shit. I I agree. Um, I can understand maybe where they got their idea that the society would would collapse. Mm. But. I guess. Maybe the problem for me is we've been watching the MCU movies, which has literally dealt with this in a non-gender bias. (laughs) In a more progressive way. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit more progressive. Yeah. And um, so to see that, like, it didn't just kill everything. It didn't destroy everything because of half the population being gone. Like, it makes it hard for me to believe this, I guess. But also, the logic that, like, there's no food or anything, like, a month in mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. Yeah. You're telling me that you now have less people in the world mm-hmm. and there's less food available? Yeah, it, the production line stopped. Like, I get part of it, but the food's still there. The crops are still available. You just have to man them or woman them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it wouldn't lead to that at some point. Yeah, but, but weeks the way in, that it's happened in this is like I feel like the show is only like a couple months in at most, unless there was a yeah a headline of nine months later, and I just didn't. Catch yeah, so that. I didn't see that either. So if there is one of those, we should probably find out because it seemed like we had a very clear like announcement of mm-hmm. uh, the day before, the morning of, blah blah blah, yeah. and then it was like. One week later. And then after that, there was no reference point. Definitely no flow. There's anything and after that. And it, it rapidly progressed into yeah. or devolved into crazy mm-hmm. without much explanation of time passing. So yeah. it was like not believable in that way. Yeah. And every character so far has made the worst fucking decisions I've ever. Absolutely. Like, I hated 
Lori in The Walking Dead in those <laughs> early seasons, okay? Yeah, yeah. Almost every character to me just feels like a Lori. Another Lori, yeah. Uh, with the exception of probably their mother. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the agent... Agent 355. 355. Yeah. Like, that character specifically... Yeah. I probably care more about that character's backstory... Yes. ...than I care about everything happening currently. Same. I'm more interested in that character's situation than I am in what's going on right Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Like, the main character, Yorick, I feel like he's just, like, a bitch. He is. He's absolutely Like, I get why he didn't die, because, like... (laughs) Whatever this is was like, oh no, that's just another bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. It's a uh, definitely he has very poor priorities, and is li- as most would see wasting the opportunity he was yeah. given to be alive. Well, still, they're trying to emphasize too that like he's done nothing with his life, and yeah. he just kind of like lives off his parents, right? Yes. And yeah. like. Now he's in this position where he's like the most valuable fucking mm-hmm. being in the on the planet. Yeah, and he's and he's still like, a well, I have more important things to get to right now. Yeah, yeah. Then what you think would be like his yeah main yeah. concern instead of like saying, oh, I can have I can serve a purpose. I have like a a calling now. Yeah. Like I have a reason to like six like do something. Yeah. with my life. And you literally all you don't have to do anything. You just have to exist. Yeah. To be important. Yeah. yeah. And he's still, like, rejecting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm i struggling with the characters because they're all yeah. making really bad decisions. Yeah. And then he has a sister who's, like, even worse. She's, like, Somehow. the most selfish person I have she's ever terrible. seen written. in. Like, she's just such a terrible character. Mm-hmm. There's nothing redeeming about her. Mm-hmm. Like, they want you to think she's a victim, but, like, she's not. If yeah, anything, they haven't she given victimizes us... other people yeah. around her. Yeah, she has a re- some kind of complicated relationship with her mother that she hasn't divulged as to why. And you know it's going to be fucking stupid. It's going to be so dumb. It's going to be uh, a selfish victim thing for her. Of course it like, is. Nothing happened to her, but she's going to feel like she's a victim. Yeah. I guarantee it's going to be something stupid. And I love that her friend just called her out and was like, I don't care. I don't care. Like we're we're going. Yeah. Like I, what what your mom may or may not have done to you or whatever all those years yeah. ago. I do not care. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So I actually like that character for that mm-hmm. because he's at least trying to keep her on track, yeah. not being a total piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, to be clear, I did say he uh, Sam, the character played by Elliot Fletcher, is a trans man, so he does not have a Y chromosome. Which is why he's alive. So don't want anybody to get excited thinking there's another man alive. Just wanted to explain that for anybody listening who was confused by what I just said. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I, I feel like the storytelling is really bad so far. Mm-hmm. But I am interested into like why every, every guy is dead. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. it's like, do I care more about that than I care about the fact that like they have... Made terrible characters yeah. so far. Part of me also wonders if this is the kind of story where they're never going to tell you why. And it's just mm. it's just a plot device. <laughs> like The Walking Dead? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, it's just in everybody. Yeah. It just exists. This is our life now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it doesn't explain why it happened, though. Yeah. Well, it just, it just was a thing. What? <laughs> no. 
Yeah. yeah. So I do kind of wonder if this is going to be one of those kind of stories. Yeah. That would be my only incentive to go look into the comics mm. to see if there is a reason. Yeah. So maybe I'll continue watching. And if it feels like it's just going nowhere and it's just more trash, I'm going to just probably spark notes the comic or Wikipedia the comic. Yeah, and exactly. And just get like a brief rundown. Uh-huh. Uh, which could do no justice for the comic. Because yeah. I hear it's good. But yeah. I guess in my head it was like, this is a post-apocalyptic world and mm-hmm. I want to see that. And I've only seen a modern day people being stupid. Yes. Yeah. That's true. I agree. Uh, so this, I'm going to say this is a test it for me for now. I actually expected it to be a burn it. So it's better it's doing better than I expected. Only because of getting, yeah. I'm interested in the like political bullshit that's going on somehow, which still doesn't make sense to me. But there's yeah, yeah. political rivalries happening and the same shit. Well, that's what's so confusing too is like it, it's like there's a government, but then like society is running as though there isn't a government. Yeah. So like, Why do they or do they not have power? Yeah. As a government, <laughs> it's hard to say. It's very unclear to me. <laughs> um, I I will give it a test it as well. But I am very borderline burn it. Yeah. So far. Yeah. If it doesn't uh, shape up pretty quickly, it's going to turn to a burn it for me <laughs> as well. There's very little that I am invested in it, but it's just out of mainly mm. curiosity for Agent 355 and maybe some some original cause of the situation. But I'm kind of wondering if they, I'm expecting, I think they're expecting this to last many seasons. So I'm expecting. Yeah, again, I don't know how long the comic is. So yeah. they could have many, many storylines to go off of yeah. for a long time. Yeah. All right. You wore me down and we watched a movie called Malignant. This came out to HBO Max and theaters September 10th. I wore you down. Yeah. Um, I don't... This isn't a movie that I would have watched unless you really wanted me to watch it. So, uh, it's a horror film about a woman who begins having visions of people being murdered only to realize the events are happening in real life. Um, It's directed by James Wan of The Conjuring and Insidious franchises, as well as Aquaman and many others. Uh, And the story was also written by Wan with Ingrid Bisu and Akella Cooper. Annabelle Wallace is the main character. She plays Madison. And Maddie Hassan is Sydney, who plays her sister. And George Young plays Detective Kakoa Shaw. I think those are the kind of the primary characters. Yeah, so. he had like a, a partner. A partner, cop. but she was basically just there to be mad. So. Yeah, she yeah. was like filler. <laughs> yeah. Loud, annoying. She was there to be bad cop, and so I was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Um... This movie, I only watched it because I found out it was going to be on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't even know what this is about. Watched the trailer. Still wasn't quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw how divisive it felt like it was after it came out. And so I think even that day it came out was the day I watched it mm-hmm. after all of the social media responses to this movie. Okay. I didn't get any spoilers. So I didn't really know what to expect. Right. But I knew whatever it was pissed off half the population. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you were like, I have to watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this movie goes all over the place. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it it takes on a lot of different horror movie tropes 
it, you don't know what type of movie it is. You yeah. know, one point you think it's a paranormal, another one you think it's just like a slasher killer. Yeah. Um, it's just it, it's all over the place, mm-hmm. and uh, there's an obvious twist at some point, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I absolutely yeah. fucking loved it. I think it was <laughs> some of the most clever, ridiculous writing you could do for a... I don't even know if I want to call it a horror movie. Like, uh, it's, it, a, it's a horror movie. Is it a horror movie? It is. Because yeah. I know a lot of people's complaints were it's not scary. And like, I will agree. It's not really scary. There's bloody moments. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's a scary movie. Yeah. Because nothing happens that's like jump scare. Nothing's a jump scare in this movie. Okay. It's all just very... Tension heavy. Yeah, very tension heavy. Uh, and, and then uncomfortable. And then exactly yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to watch it because I felt like what the twist was. I felt was something on a scientific level you would appreciate. Yeah. Whether it's accurate or not to being <laughs> something that could happen. Yeah, I guess you could say I appreciated it. Um, I. Didn't I mean? It I didn't feels like, like it. The value <laughs> depreciates over time for you. Yeah. Um. I didn't like. I didn't like it. It was gross. It just. But it, it was interesting to see the because since you w- I went into it thinking oh there's gonna be something I need to be paying attention to here and he wants to see my reaction to it so I was like trying to pay attention to every little thing. Mm-hmm. I and, even debated do I just jump her to what I want her to see. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, if she's not going to like the first half, is it even worth having her sit through it to then be, like, crabby when yeah. it gets to where I actually want her to watch? Yeah. I wasn't crabby. I was just like, there's the uncomfortable scenes I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. But um, it it's interesting in that every little thing that you see along the way there's little breadcrumbs that are dropped mm-hmm. and it all adds up at the end and you're like oh god damn it like it, it, it once you find out what what mm-hmm. is happening you're like of course it is of course i can't prove it because it's just my say yeah. but i i called it yeah i watching it by myself i know this is, i have no alibi yeah but i <laughs> i swear i was like oh it's this yeah and sure enough, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. What I I gave I had two suggestions, but I don't. Neither one of them were true. Neither one of them were the correct uh, prediction at all. But mm. um, I think after those two, I stopped trying to predict it because I was like, something fucking weird is going on here, and mm. I just need to focus on this shit. It was just super weird, so weird. But good. <sighs> yeah, sure. For that kind of movie, it was good. <laughs> It, I guess it, I guess you could say it was clever. I just all I can tell people is even if you're not into the first half of the movie, either stick through it or jump ahead. Yeah, because I guarantee you will at the very least enjoy the change up. Yeah, that you get. You're gonna want to know why things go down yeah. the way they do, and it's not because it it is what it is. That's yeah. just not an answer in this. <laughs> No, there's a legitimate answer. I don't. I really enjoyed it. I think uh, I hate to say this, but like it's for a very particular type of person. I will yeah. say that, but yeah. I think everyone can appreciate what it is. Yeah. So for me, it was a dissect it for sure. <laughs> of course, it was. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say slice it. I guess mm-hmm. it was. 
it was good enough that I kept watching yeah. past the uncomfortable. I, I will say, okay, some of the characters were like stupid and like there was like a whole like thing with like the cop and the sister where they're like they're clearly implying like they, they are interested in each other. Yeah. It goes nowhere. No. So there was there was no point to it. Yeah. It is a waste of time. It was filler. Yeah. And like I will criticize, like, why did you do that? Why did you even have it in there if it didn't go anywhere? I think the only reason they did that was to put doubt in the mind of his partner for situations that okay. happen. Okay. Yeah. Like a misdirect, I guess. Yeah. Like, it would have it affected his credibility, if you gotcha. will. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Or could have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't regret watching it. It's definitely not my kind of movie, but I can understand that the cleverness of the the plot if you will all right uh so we also checked out reminiscence right before it left hbo max um this came to hbo max hbo max and theaters august 20th it is a neo-noir sci-fi thriller that follows a man who uses a machine that can see into people's memories trying to find his lost love it was written and directed by lisa joy and it's actually her directorial debut she okay. is known for, you're going to love this, co-creating, writing, directing, and executive producing Westworld. And that explains a lot, doesn't that, it? That, that definitely feels like the tone of this movie. Yes. And also a lot of the actresses. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> At least two of them. At least two. We're from Westworld. Yeah. There's yeah. probably more that we just didn't notice. Um, and uh, Hugh Jackman is the main character named Nick. He's a man who can help people revisit their memories using this little machine daily bob. And mm-hmm. Thandiwe New- Newton, Thandiwe Newton is Emily, who is his assistant and friend. And Rebecca Ferguson plays May, who is a woman who Nick uh, helps find a memory or revisit a memory and, mm-hmm. uh, of course, falls for her. Yes. Yeah. And she's got a past. Yeah. That he has to learn. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is very interesting if the concept was super weird like i can totally see uh the po- possibility yeah. of getting to that point <laughs> I, people have come kind of uh compared this to like inception okay and i feel like i don't know if i agree with that because I, I get where they're going with it because like the memories and the way that they kind of play out the narrative of this movie Sometimes you're watching a memory. Yeah. And then you don't know until after it kind of pulls out to showing that it's a memory. Okay. But I feel like it's pretty straightforward. And like they, they tell you what yeah. what is what it, after it happens. So it's not like you're left confused Did on or didn't which happen. was the real thing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it was very obvious. Even if it was like a few seconds later, it, they would tell you, oh yeah, that was a not a real thing that was mm. memory yeah or it was a real thing false yeah <laughs> bears beats Battlestar galactica yeah <laughs> um i thought the acting was really good i thought that i honestly thought there was gonna be more of a like climate change agenda because it yeah was- <laughs> as soon as i saw i was like i wonder if this could be like all about like oh climate change is bad let's, yeah. let's change it or yeah. we're gonna be in these scenarios yeah and it wasn't really that. It was just kind of like the backdrop was, oh, yeah, the world's kind of starting to flood. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just like a, a happenstance thing. And people were existing mm-hmm. despite that. 
So it was interesting to think of people just using, uh, recreationally reviewing their memories instead mm-hmm. of like creating new ones. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of like another concept of like an alternate concept of like virtual reality, right? Yes. Like, uh, was it player ready player one or, yes. uh, that TV show upload, I want to say yes. where it's like yeah. you can exist in this world of like your memories and stuff like that and just kind of be happy even though the outside world around you is trash yes and everyone's suffering and miserable yeah like in this in you this get to world have a can. reprieve it's for like a while. you could just go back to your memory of a better time yeah. versus in a fake better time yeah um, one thing I did learn from this movie is that I think that Hugh Jackman should do, um, meditation scripts and cause they'll have like people read or oh, yeah. like say stuff to like guide you yeah. a guided meditation, if you will. Yeah. I think his voice would be great for it. Cause obviously that's kind of what he was doing is guiding that people is to their memory. That is what he was yeah. doing. Yeah. Random and unrelated, but I thought it would be cool. <laughs> Your claws shear out. <laughs> Slicing and dicing. <laughs> Limbs off anyone who comes in your way. (laughs) They're a threat. Yeah. To mutants. To humans. To everybody. (laughs) Get them, bub. Yeah. Bub? Yeah, that's the thing that Wolverine says. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Obviously, I don't remember that. Yeah, obviously, you're a shitty Wolverine fan. Obviously. I think Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson had wonderful chemistry absolutely yeah like i was like if they don't fuck what are we here for (laughs) yeah they were very uh like immediately like there was electricity between them Mm -hmm. it was interesting obviously the the whole like uh science behind like how it's possible to use water to do the shit like i don't like it's obviously a little bit far-fetched this is one of those ones where i had to be like nope not thinking about it (laughs) i feel like even there was like a point where you didn't necessarily have to have his device it was just like you could do it in your bathroom or something okay there was so, different versions you could do yeah. but it wasn't necessarily the most submersive you had to use his device to access the memory but while it was being accessed they could record it onto the little clear cassette thing and then you could replay it you could watch it essentially on a video you could watch your memory oh, i thought like there was a moment where there was somebody in a bathtub with a thing on their head oh but it's fine. Maybe. whatever. Either Semantics. way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like the various, very, there are various different ways to achieve this memory mm-hmm. reliving yeah. thing. The world was believable as fuck. Oh, I, yeah, I totally. was just, you know, it, it looked gorgeous. I mean, as gorgeous as a as a flooded ruin, <laughs> Florida can look. The only thing I didn't understand is how some of the buildings were still standing. Yeah, and that was kind of something I was like, well, these places all have collapsed. Yeah. By now. So it made Some me wonder, like, how recently it flooded? Like, I... <laughs> well, the way it seemed, it was like, this has, like, been a, how life is. Yeah, that's what I thought, because they have, like, little docks on the side of the whatever. Because it basically mm. looked like Venice, essentially. So, I don't know. But it still was, like, some of these buildings were just existing and not whatever. So it was confusing yeah. to me. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie. It was a bit slower than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Not as uh, ramped up as I thought. Um, I think the atmosphere was great. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would say is I feel like as far as how it ended, I think 
they did a little they did one too many steers i think because like there's a lot of zigzagging in this so it's like yeah. what's happening yeah and i think they had a good spot they could have left on and then they they went one further and that's mm-hmm. my only complaint is yeah. i think they weren't as bold as they could have been gotcha. with the storytelling yeah but it was still a solid ending yeah I agree. I think it was overall a, a good watch, even though there were parts of it that were disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to say I would slice this one. Yeah, I would slice it as well. Okay. I think they did a great job at giving us these characters in a limited capacity, but still feeling like you could either relate or care about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. I guess that's it for that's our it. reviews, huh? Yeah. That's it for our movies and TV section of the podcast. If you're still here, we appreciate you. Keep on listening. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at DTFPod, on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, DTFCast.com. And uh, please take two seconds out of your day to go rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever your podcast surface service is. We would very much appreciate it. Stick around for games. Let's start off with our new releases this week. Xbox has Sable coming out on the 23rd. I guess it's also on PC. This is an open world exploration game. Fun fact, apparently the world was inspired by Jakku in Star Wars Force Awakens. I could see that after seeing some of the gameplay of this Mm -hmm. game. Yeah, and this is also going to be available on Game Pass Day 1. Even better. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) Absolutely. I was like, sold. Yeah. (laughs) And then on PlayStation, we've got on the 21st, Kena Bridge of Spirits. This is also on PC. I know a lot of people were pretty excited about this one. Um, I feel like I was interested, but not enough to like go out of my way for it. It felt like a very generic game to me, but people are really excited for this game. This game, I'm really excited for it to go on to PlayStation Plus so that I can access it. Yeah. But I don't actually think I'm going to pay for it. Yeah, it's definitely not a game I I want to buy. Yeah. Especially at $70. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Maybe it's on sale to a decent price, but like, this is one of those middle tier looking games to me where I'll get it on sale, but I'm not going to buy full price. Yeah, I probably will check out some gameplay videos once it's like released and real people are playing it other than like demos. I mean, I feel like they didn't really show us enough of this game to really say like, oh, I want to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, so... Unless I've just missed some of the marketing I think there might have been a little bit more, but either way, we can check it out, but obviously we're not rushing to go buy it right now. Uh, PlayStation also has, on the 24th, Death Stranding's Director's Cut. Mm -hmm. Not endorsed by Hideo Kojima, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? Remember he had his whole thing where he didn't like that they called it Director's Cut? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um... Uh, and if you have a Switch and you've been dying to play Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, then September 24th is your day. Yeah, they have their <laughs> fake-ass marketing as <laughs> pretend like it's a whole new fucking... A whole new game. Uh, yeah, section <laughs> to the game. It's yeah. like, oh, here's some free items in the game. Yeah. Pay full price. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and um, for multi-platform, we've got uh, on the 21st, World War Z Aftermath. Is coming out to PS4, 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Um, so for anybody who wants to play more of that type of situation, I know they already had one of those games. If you liked it, check this one out too. 
Um, on the 24th, Lost Judgment is coming out to all the same. This is the that game that's like based on Yakuza or something like that. Yeah, where he's I, like a is, lawyer. It, is it tied to the Yakuza games or if it's like a, it's just it's similar in style? But yeah, it's like a like a lawyer or something. It seems very similar to Yakuza. Whether it's related to that franchise or not, I'm not sure. It, it is it is a spinoff of the Yakuza series. Good job. <laughs> it is a sequel to the 2018 game Judgment, which was the spinoff of the original spinoff. So okay, yeah. The more you know. <laughs> all right uh, let's get into some of our news huh yeah uh so quantic dream which is pretty much known for doing playstation games mm-hmm. even though they're not a first party studio uh has been rumored to be making a star wars game uh this is reported by dual shockers they said that their source has provided overwhelming evidence okay yet they did not share the evidence yeah <laughs> uh the studio Quantum Dream has recently announced that any game going forward would be a multi-platform game and not an exclusive for Sony's PlayStation console. Okay. So, I guess if this is true about a Star Wars game, then Xbox is not going to be left in the dust. Yeah. Which would be nice. Yeah. Because we've seen, what, the last three games that Quantum Dream did was Detroit Become Human. That was PS4. Beyond Two Souls, I think that was PS3, and I think it had a PS4, like, uh, upscale. Mm-hmm. And Heavy Rain, I think, was PS2. Okay. I only know one Maybe of those. Maybe PS3. <laughs> They're very uh, narrative-heavy, obviously. Oh, okay. We right. have uh, Become Human because it was on PlayStation Plus. Yes, I know. One of these days, I'll get around to playing okay. it. <laughs> I, I played, like, uh, a few hours into it. I haven't gotten too far. But I, I know the concept of the game, so. Ooh. The premise of Heavy Rain is the a serial murderer uses extended periods of rainfall to drown his victims? What the fuck? <laughs> okay. You interested? I don't know. I'm, like, intrigued because I didn't okay. think that games could have that kind of plot. <laughs> All right. We'll look for it for you, I guess. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> you look thirsty. <laughs> For death. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really threw me off there. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, the, the funny thing is Quanta, Quantic Dream, if they were to make any Star Wars game, I would have thought Knights of the Old Republic remake would have been mm-hmm. an obvious one. Right. Which is funny that they're not doing that. Yeah. And it's been announced by a different developer. Yeah. Because of the way that their games are, it would have made perfect sense for that structure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What kind of a game do you think we could see from them? Obviously, it's it would have to be narrative heavy, right? Yeah. A lot of water. I feel like... Murder. This would be... I mean, I don't know a lot of like alternate, like other Star Wars stories besides what's in the movies. Because mm-hmm. I'm not that good of a Star Wars fan. Um, don't say that. Oh. Okay. You're not, it doesn't make you a bad Star Wars oh, fan because okay. you don't know everything outside well, of the I'm movies. just, yeah, I don't know all the properties, so I don't have a larger body of knowledge like some might. But I want to say some, like, since most of their games are very narrative, like, interactive uh, storytelling type games, I would say something like a Jedi becoming a Jedi, like, in the, I don't know. So, like, Fallen Order. Yeah, I guess. But... 
Okay, well, maybe not. <laughs> Did I just kill God, that point? God damn it. Okay, so... No, no, like, this is different. <laughs> okay, this... How about... Uh, what if they give from the other side? Like, some kind of, like... No, never mind. Like a Sith? Yeah, like a... I don't know. Like Would people want that? Like a Jedi? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So... I'm obviously really bad at this. <laughs> What's the other Star Wars game? Force Unleashed? Yeah. Okay. So, what about was, uh, was it Moon Killer? Um, what it's called Is okay. That the guy. I don't know. I didn't play that one. Oh, that's right. You're not a real I'm not Star a very Wars good fan. Star Wars fan. <laughs> I like it, but I'm not. I don't know all the stuff. Okay. So here, this I'm going to change it. I want it to be something about the the Star Killer, the ladies who live on that planet, the like witches of whatever, right? The big, oh, okay. I thought you meant like the last or the, the second movie of the new trilogy. No, no, I'm talking about from in Fallen Order. Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order, where he goes to that planet to get the fucking oh, yeah, whatever, yeah. and there's like the witches. Yeah, yeah. Something like. Or turning in, boys into rats. Something involving. No. <laughs> something involving those. That planet might be cool. Okay. I don't know. I'm just making shit up now. What do you think it should be? <laughs> Maybe you have a better. Well, I grasp. mean, their stuff is kind of like. Uh, investigative right yeah so i thought it'd be kind of fun to see like a uh well there's been rumors of a mandalorian game okay maybe not necessarily a mandalorian specifically game but what what i was thinking is like a like a bounty hunter game yeah where it's maybe more narrative heavy so you've got to like ask people for clues so you've got to kind of investigate figure out where this person figure went figure out find the clues to then find these people. And then maybe there are a little bit more traditional action gameplay to capturing them. Yeah, I, I like yours better. <laughs> I mean, they could talk to one of the witches. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or somebody going through the Jedi temple. I don't yeah. know. Or what if there's a space detective Trying to find out why that frog lady doesn't have as many eggs as she started with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be one of the cases, like a yeah. side quest. Yeah. Like, I swear, I swear <laughs> I had more eggs. Her husband's all mad at her, like, how dare did you give our eggs away? <laughs> yeah, accusing her of stealing, yeah, or selling them. S- selling her own eggs. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, moving on. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... It's not more than a rumor right now, but I mm-hmm. could definitely see them making a solid Star Wars game. Yeah. And I'm really excited at the idea that it would be on multi-platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what won't be on multi-platforms is PlayStation Studios Fire Sprite's new AAA title, which they are apparently hiring a writer for. Yeah. Okay. Well, because there's news that uh, the, the PlayStation <laughs> Studio, which was... Recently purchased, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Fire Sprite is hiring a writer to do a narrative adventure AAA title. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go figure. That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll recognize the persistence. We played multiple times VR at some of these events. Yes. Uh, They've put it also as a version you don't need VR. Mm -hmm. Arguably, I'd say the VR is better, though. Yeah. So that's our experience with this developer is through that game. Mm-hmm. So the description for the writing position is uh, to develop an ambitious, unannounced AAA title 
and create compelling characters and stories. Uh, someone who understands how to construct a branching narrative. Okay. So, implying that your choices could yeah, affect... you're going to have a different... lot of choice making. Yeah, okay. Now, the question is, is this a VR game? Because the persistence was intended as a VR game. Right. They eventually put it as not VR. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of what they're known for. I like the idea of it being VR. But if they're saying a big AAA title, yeah. either that means they're really doubling down for the new wave of PSVR 2. Probably not. Or it's going to be a game where maybe they have both versions available. Oh, yeah, that's And they could true. sell it either way. Yeah. Good call. It would be interesting even if they did like a regular game and then they just had a portion of it. If you have VR, you could play it in VR. That Like, that sounds like, like Resident it. Evil 7 did. Yes. Yeah, like that. They made a game and then you could also play it in VR if you wanted to. Yeah. Which is probably the only exam- example of a true game made for VR. Yeah. Not like a experience. Right. All right. Uh, moving on. Activision is carrying over Warzone bans to the new title, Call of Duty Vanguard. So both hardware and account bans will happen. So people that are getting their devices blo- devices banned and their accounts banned on Warzone will also be banned on Vanguard is what you're saying? Yes. Like automatically? Yes. I yes. assume it also implies Modern Warfare and, and Cold War because... Those also are semi-tied to Warzone. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so can they like? Can they do that? Like, can they? W- well, okay. So, so far, what they're doing is they're just banning accounts. But the problem is, then they just make a new account, yes. and it's no big fucking deal. Yeah. Um. What they announced with the whole start of Vanguard in November when it launches is Warzone's gonna have a whole new map mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. And they're implementing a new cheating system mm-hmm. to stop people from cheating yeah. and hacking and all that stuff. Okay. Um, that is said to be a hardware-based, which means if you get found to be cheating, it will lock out your hardware from being able to play the game. So by that logic, it'll just know, basically for any any future title, you just can't play because you are on a basically a blacklist if right, that's the right. case, right? Interesting. So that does it only ban you from the online portion, or can you still play like any kind of like, story? Could you play? Could you like, play the campaign? Right. Play? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, I I don't know. I would assume it's the whole game. Yeah. Because if you give them any kind of access, they might have a potential to we'll find a way. Yeah. Find a way. Yeah. Exactly. Just like life. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I mean, I don't feel bad if you spent $60, 70 on a video game and then... And immediately turn around and cheated. And yeah. Che- yeah, like, okay. Yeah. We... No, I don't I don't either, just to be clear. I was just curious. <laughs> I'm all for it. Get the fuck right off. There's no reason. It's a game. Yeah, exactly. It's an actual game. You're not supposed to have to cheat at a game. It's supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and on the topic of Call of Duty... Going into the next video game, uh, according to industry insider Tom Henderson, the 2022 title will reportedly be a sequel to Modern Warfare, and it will be based around the drug war con- codenamed Project Cortez currently. Okay. Everyone's really into the old Modern Warfare games, and mm-hmm. so it's no surprise if uh, 
they go into that direction. Right, right. They're kind of rotating between there. World War II, 80s, and modern warfare stuff. So Makes sense. Yep. All right. Exciting news for people who have a Nintendo Switch and are tired of people hearing them play video games. <laughs> uh, a firmware update has recently been added to the console, and now you can use Bluetooth audio to hook up a headset to your what? Switch. Okay. So it's added Bluetooth audio support. Huh. And, well, that's nice. Yes. But... Why the fuck didn't it have it to begin with? That's the question here is... It's only been an update. Nothing yeah. physically was done to the well, console. Because obviously it has to have been Bluetooth capable. I think that's how it communicates with the little fucking... What's it called? Yeah. The so controllers. It's been what? Like four years? It's been so long. Like, I don't even know. Five years? I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping too far. I I don't remember when it came out. I want to say 2018. No. 2017. Yeah. I'm going to say 2017. Watch. It's 2015. 2017. 2017. Yeah. Okay. So we're four years in. Why did it take four years to enable, essentially enable it? If it, let's say it was like, well, we didn't have the code, whatever, ready yeah. to upload to the console. Fair. But you're telling me you couldn't do that within six months or yeah, the next no year? I don't, I don't... It feels like they were holding it back for whatever reason. Yeah, it makes no sense. Anyways. But I guess I'm glad they've added it now. I, I mean, yeah. I, I typically use my Switch on my TV, though, so mm-hmm. it's not really yeah, an issue Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Some other news for Switch... Well, only for only for the UK, really. Uh, the Switch received a price drop in the UK, so it's uh, dropping at about forty pounds from two ninety nine to two fifty nine. Nintendo says there are no plans for North America to get a price drop. That's so rude. We are not worth their price drop. Makes me wonder if they're not selling as well in the UK. Yeah. I mean, we know that they have a new version coming out, unless it's already come out. No, I think it's coming out soon. I think it's in October, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Uh, So I'm wondering if they're trying to get rid of stock, maybe, in that region? October 8th. So maybe they're trying to get rid of some stock in that region. That yeah. they, they have too much out there not being sold. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, good thing we already have one. Yeah, honestly, they they came out with like that that other version, whatever. Or the, yeah, they're coming out with the new version. But like, from what I'm hearing, it's like nothing that's like that needed to be changed. Yeah, no, or we to looked... go, not or, or for me to go buy a new console. Right. Yeah, it's more for like, oh, cool, and now it's better for whenever you have to, whenever anybody needs to buy one. But yeah. it's not like go buy a new one. It's not an upgrade, really. Yeah. Nintendo isn't like. Six isn't like uh, Xbox or PlayStation for me, where it's like I'm going to be playing co-op with you online. It's a lot less activity going on with that console. For right, me. right. <laughs> Maybe not for other people, but definitely for me. All right, uh, and last in our stories, uh, Halo Infinite will hold two multiplayer weekend tests for gamers signed up on the Halo Insider program. The first will be the 23rd to the 26th, and the next one will be September 30th to October 3rd. So if you are part of the Halo Insider program, check your email. You may have been invited to play Halo Infinite multiplayer the next couple weekends. So do you get invited to both of them? Yes. Nice. I am better than you. (laughs) 
I'm going to be terrible. I'm going to get my ass kicked. I went and played Halo 5 when that came out, and I was like, I'm not good at this. <laughs> what happened? I haven't been good since Halo 3. Oh, okay. I wonder why. Because I just, I'm Is not good. Is the game style different? They or? changed the game styles, but, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I'm also not playing with my friends anymore. True. Uh, Halo, at, the, at least up until 5, has kept a very traditional control style to an extent it's very different than most first person shooters these days oh okay so you're probably just not used to it anymore so yeah i'd like to hope that's the case but yeah. we'll see because you've been playing i mean most... halo infinite they're implying is going to be like a modern whatever update to yeah. the controls and all that stuff yeah. so hopefully yeah i know they're adding in this whole like hook shot mechanic where you can basically Shoot a hook shot, grab a weapon from across the map, bring it back to you, or mm-hmm. like just crazy shit. Like it's pretty cool. The traversal is gonna be insane on this game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to try it out. I'll talk about it obviously, I guess next week or the mm-hmm. week after. Yeah. But um, I'm expecting to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably gonna be extra terrible because I'm gonna have to watch you play. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have to watch me. Well, I just meant like I won't be able to play it myself, so I will probably watch you play so that I can get an idea of what it's like. Gotcha. Not that I'm required to watch you. It's just yeah. if I, I mean, want, I mean, you are legally. If I want to know what it's like, I'm gonna have to watch. <laughs> or you're required not to watch me if I say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I decide what gaming is watched and not watched in this house. Yeah, you're the captain now. <laughs> I mean, it went without being said. I think. Okay. But... All right. Um. Uh, one thing to review this week for a game I played. Last week we brought up the Cruisin' Blast was coming out yes. on Switch. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, it really caught my interest, so I ended up purchasing it at $40 is the price it's on the Nintendo eShop. Came out on the 14th for Nintendo Switch. Apparently this is actually a arcade game. That came out in 2017. I can see that. And retrospectively, I I, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Because Mm -hmm. it's like the cruising games or arcade games. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about the cruising games. It's just whenever we watch the little like trailer teaser thing before this. They had Cruising USA, Cruising World. I don't know if there's been any in between. Yeah. I mean, I believe you. I just never played them. So I don't know anything about them. I'm not making it up. Yeah. I just... All I was saying is I've never played them. I didn't know anything about them. Gotcha. They're just just arcadey racing games obviously i just remember watching the teaser trailer for cruising blast and i was like this seems very it seems like an arcade game kind of situation yeah and that's kind of what was caught my interest because i'm more into the arcade racing than i am the simulator racing right uh so developer was raw thrills uh it was published by raw thrills for the arcade uh but it was published by game mill entertainment for the switch Hmm. okay it's a very short game there's about I want to say three or four worlds, I guess you would say, that okay. have about four races each. Mm-hmm. Um, the basic concept is you get boosts as you drive, and if you use them in the appropriate ways, you can get like extra speed on like getting flips and all this stuff uh, to kind of help maneuver and, and take the lead. Which is kind of a fun mechanic to the game, which I didn't actually catch on until halfway through, I'd say. I started realizing how you could do that to benefit you. Yeah. Um, I played on normal to begin with. They have another couple of difficulties 
hard and then an even harder version after that you can unlock. Um, basically, the whole game is your traditional racing formula. Four races, and then you get a cup, depending on how you place. Uh, the problem I found with this game was the vehicles were kind of limited to, like, you pretty much have to use certain ones in the beginning because they're not going to be very good. Um, and then once you upgrade, it makes it a lot better and easier to get through the races. I'd say I beat the whole game the night I got the game, and that was, like, probably within two hours. What? On normal difficulty. Obviously, there's... So, $40 for a two-hour game? Yeah, so, in the (laughs) sense of this game, I would say it's not worth the $40. Um, It has replay value as far as the difficulty goes, but Mm -hmm. it's so short unless you have people to play with. Because it does have an online mode. If If you're into racing games, I guess it's worth it, but, like, if you don't play outside of just your friends it's probably not really worth the 40 dollars. i would say uh okay but it does have like the fun stuff like you know we talked about in the past where it they have like a shark they have a dinosaur it was a, it's a triceratops specifically okay uh ufo they have all these like alternate vehicles and creatures that you can use as your vehicle to race mm-hmm. which i thought was kind of a fun take uh, but I did find out that they are limited, that you can't really upgrade them as much as you can the vehicles. So in a well, sense, rude. it's not really worth using Okay. because it's not going to be... I, maybe you can do better with it, but in my head, if you can't upgrade it as well as the other... Then it's limited. Then it's limiting its ability. Yeah, definitely. It's more just the show than it is the actual use of it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, as far as like the actual game itself, I would say the tracks were really repetitive too Mm -hmm. they felt like they just kind of tweaked a little bit but overall even like each section had like the same overall levels that we saw in previous worlds as i'm putting it Mm -hmm. um and that kind of bothered me because it's like not only is this like an older arcade game but like you just kind of copy paste yeah the track kind of concept too like there was fun stuff where like they have like you know there's a level with dinosaurs and stuff like like you interact to an extent in the world mm-hmm. or I should say the track and like there's some cool little cutscene type stuff while you're driving but like overall it's all really the same stuff over and over there's there there's no changes to each level specifically so when I'm I'm reading about it and it says the Switch version will offer 29 tracks, each with its own location. Is that basically saying that they're all like 29 tracks? Yeah. So are there all the are the tracks so similar that they don't seem like there's 21 of them or 29 of them? I'm wondering if there. Okay, so if there's there might be five worlds. If that's the case, I would put it at 20. Now, see, I don't know where that number comes from because I don't feel like I play that many tracks. Huh, okay. There is another section where you can play Classic Cruisin', which is kind of like the more time trial base where you have to hit marks to keep going. Okay. But those tracks were the same tracks as in the game. That's weird. That you play for the single player. Huh, okay. Yeah, it just says that the original arcade game had five courses. London, Madagascar, Rio de Janeiro, Death Valley, and Those were the tracks that that were the classic. The classic. But they played out the exact same as the other ones. Yeah. Huh, that's weird. 
like Death Valley, I think had like a tornado or some kind of weather condition that mm-hmm. that affected the the race and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was fun. I enjoyed the short time I had with it. Yeah. I will probably go back for, like, to, to try hard mode just to see if I can do it. Yeah. With the vehicle I already have upgraded. Yeah. But I found myself not really interested in going and having to re-upgrade a different vehicle. Right. And start over struggling. Yeah, that's that's so, like me in any video game where you can play multiple characters. Um, unless their logic is it's worth forty dollars because there's replay value to play every vehicle and upgrade everything to its max. Like I don't understand why. Like I don't care enough about racing games to do that. Yeah, with yeah. there is a good selection of vehicles, so that's I will give them that. But I basically picked my vehicle and I'm I, I want to stick to it because that's mm-hmm. the one that seems to work for me. Right. So I don't know. And they give you some kind of customization to the, to an extent with the colors of the vehicles, but it's pretty limited. Yeah. Can you change the color of the dinosaur to the color of the you shark? You can. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, I made a red dinosaur. Nice. <laughs> Lived out your childhood dreams. <laughs> yeah. My, my vehicle was teal. Of course. Yeah, it's fun, but I feel like it's like, it's a $20 game. It's yeah. not a $40 game. Right, yeah, $40 seems excessive. So... I would urge people to hold off unless they really enjoy this franchise. Yeah. Because it really does feel like a semi-lazy port of what they already had in the arcade years ago. Yeah. Instead of really adding something new Mm -hmm. for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, So overall, I would say it's a test it. Okay. I'm going to check it out one of these days. I'm uh, even less invested in racing games than you are, though. So Mm. am I not? I might just like experiment with what kind of yeah. Well, there's co-op, so we could we yeah. could do co-op, and you could just mess around with, like the alternate vehicles. Basically, yeah. what I did was I bought all of the ones I wanted. Yeah. First, because mm-hmm. you you get money, and the one complaint I will say is you gain money way too easily in this to then oh. buy the the other stuff. Yeah. And so it's like it's not really challenging because I was able to buy all the ones I cared about mm-hmm. before. Like, basically every race, I was able to buy probably one mm-hmm. that I cared about. Maybe you'll like it more when you play it on hard, then. Well, yeah, but I already have all the vehicles now. So. Oh, okay. Unless there's more vehicles I am unaware of. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a good point, though, for the, the 29 tracks. Maybe oh. the harder difficulties have more tracks that good. I don't know about. Good point. So, if that's the case, then I'd like to see that. But Yeah. Again, the one that they did have were very repetitive and mm-hmm. not a whole lot of change between them. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll have to check it out together sometime. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not playing on hard, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it for our gaming section. That is it for our, our episode this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. Please uh, appreciate us one more appreciate us in return by rating or reviewing us on your favorite podcast network. We would uh, be so grateful. Also, please follow us on Twitter at DTF pod. Follow us on Facebook, dissecting this fiction podcast, or send us an email directly to DTF pod at gmail.com. And if you're bored, you can check out our website, DTFcast.com. That's it for episode 108 of dissecting this fiction. Bye-bye.